Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is a quote-unquote very special episode of the uh, Comedy Bureau Field Report, um, mainly because there's a uh, break and a jump uh, in the recording uh, for a very good reason. And, um, well, I'm just going to let it play and you'll uh, see what it is. Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. Um, the Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. Uh, can you believe it? Is their uh, <laughs> catchphrase. Um, I'd like to say that the name of this podcast is not Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report, even though that's what pops up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. Just That's the name of the network, and they have name in front of everything but it's just the comedy bureau field report that's neither here or there uh i'm jay kroger uh, the creator of the comedy bureau um an la comedy institution that's been around for almost a decade and this podcast is just a nice neat rundown of um what's going on in comedy comedy news um i mean specifically in this time how comedy is surviving and like uh what's gonna possibly happen after what we think might happen after i like to be a little aspirational about but uh i'm really excited to talk with our guest today and excited to see what his insights are for uh reasons you'll find out very uh, soon um our guest today uh is a comedy multi-hyphenate he's a great stand-up he's a writer director an actor um that you've seen on Insecure. I hope you've seen his uh, digital series. Um, please understand me. Uh, and you've seen his stand-up on TV, uh, Late Night and Everywhere Else. Uh, Ahmed Weinberg, everybody. Thank you. Um, have you gotten used to Zoom claps yet? <laughs> Just like these spare claps that like, if you've done a Zoom show, like you'll hear claps. But it's just like like an open mic, right? Never. I'm not gonna do a Zoom show ever. That's oh not, yeah, you're on that train. No, I'm not doing it. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine feeling good after doing it. I will say a few things about that. Uh, Lori Kilmartin was at your where you are now, your stance, and then she got worn down and then ended up doing them, uh, and didn't entirely hate it. She caved. She caved. Uh, yeah. I, I also, and we'll talk about this more later, I did some open mics. Like, I had actually not even done any stand-up of anything, anything resembling stand-up for probably like a month and a half. And I just, like, I'd known about these virtual open mics for a long time now, but I just decided to do them. And... Outside of them being on Zoom, it pretty much felt like I was at an open mic. Like, sitting there and listening to everybody and some people, like, really don't have it together, which is also crazy because it's like, you can have your notes. You can, like, literally read off your notes. And if you adjust your eyeline correctly, people won't even know. And, uh... Dude, you know, it would make it way better if there was, like, some kind of bartender character in the <laughs> yeah. Zoom who was kind of a surly kind of like douchebag or yeah. asshole who who was either heckling or uh, you know really just telling everyone that they need to buy a drink. That would make <laughs> it like the the most realistic open mic Zoom experience. Right. Just and have like, a, zoom, a Zoom background of that. Yeah, just gust. You know, just like. Yeah, sorry. That's so inside. Like anyone listening to this is like, even if you do comedy, ninety percent of people are like, "Who's Gust?" But yeah, he was one of these people. He was a he was a classic open mic bartender who was always trying to get your five bucks before you went up there. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't somebody like a, like a Gus, do you ever do Big Fish? This is a like an infamous open mic in Los Angeles. Oh Africa. yeah, yeah. That 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 guy. What was his name? Um, there was Cheezer, who wasn't the bartender, and then um, 
that was like he was the friend of the bartender whose name I forget. Billy D. Billy Billy something. Yeah, Billy something. He was um, he heckled me one time. I was like bombing, and he put a uh, sewing kit on stage. <laughs> and then what? and then he walked away, and he he said, "There's some material for you." Oh, that's wow. It was wow. Really good. It was really good. Really, wow. really hurt. Really hurt my soul. It was great. Oh God, man. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. That dude, he had that in his pocket for like just waiting for it to you. Like, like, like once once a decade he does, he pulls yeah. that out. When someone's particularly Did that get like an applause break from like the crowd at Big Fish? Which I should add is literally one of the most infamous rooms in Los Angeles comedy. It was profiled on This American Life when This American Life was a showtime series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually an interesting to look back. You could see, like, so they profiled people like, I think, um, like, Kanane. And they're like, oh, look at this room. There's, like, it's terrible. There's, like, a train coming by. The audience is hostile. Will any of these people make it? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so sometimes the bartender will put a sewing machine. <laughs> or so, yeah. Dude, I have a question for you. Too. Yeah. Do you dress up even though you don't have to? Yep. You still, your, you still put on your outfits and you put thought into them. Mm-hmm. Every day. Wow. That is my. Cool. I'm into it, dude. Thanks, man. It is my self-care. I mean, I already cracked this joke probably on two episodes of this podcast, but like, it's almost akin to like not letting the terrorists win. Mm-hmm. This, um, is your, this is your Christian faith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's some de- devout Christian. I mean, just of like, I feel like if I give up on dressing up, then I've just like, I've given up hope on everything. Yeah. I, I think I found a new style throughout, like, through not caring what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's that? Sorry. Just some texts. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I've just been like throwing like what's that? Request to do Zoom shows. Is that what you're getting hit up about? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Um dude, I yeah, I just like I first of all, I'm taking a break from like performing because I can. And this is the only time in my life that I can. Right. I'm not I'm not missing any shows right now. Right. And that's something that I should enjoy instead of being like, when is it gonna come back? Like it will, and then I will have to do that for the rest of my life. Right. So I might as well just like not feel that feeling, which is right. great. Just, right. It's like it's like a you know get out of jail free card or something. I'm just like not. I don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah, that's I wish always more people were like that. <laughs> I often have <laughs> told dude. What? These shows are awful. I, I have watched the Tomorrow Show though, and that one—that's like a great format for uh, sure. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they like definitely. It's been a process, and it's a huge learning curve. And we've been like drop kicked into the future, like ten or fifteen years of like, this is like how comedy in like twenty thirty five would have been done, mm. maybe, mm. and we have to figure it out now. Uh, and I will say that progressively week by week, people get better. People understand that like, perhaps your, your act won't necessarily translate into like doing zoom or Instagram or anything like that. And, uh, people have gotten more visual or (laughs) using more props. Like, I don't know. People are figuring it out, man. And people are, yeah. Yeah. They're adapting. I'm sorry to be a hate. No, it's Okay. I've, I'm 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 curious to hear your whole like take on I mean like I, I you're right about taking a break and like you won't ever get another time to take a break because for those listening that aren't performers like it's incumbent upon people who do stand up to just do it as much as possible and you're yeah. almost like socially guilted into if you don't if you take like if you take even a week off that's looked at as like like a big break. Yeah, the only thing similar to it I've ever felt in my life is like religious guilt. It's yeah. like, it's like it's like that deep of like 
wow, if I'm not performing, then right. what is my purpose in life? It's so but, much so, go on. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I was just going to say that I'm, I'm really lucky because I'm able to like make videos and like everyone is, but like, you know, I've, I've had a lot of experience like editing and doing stuff like that. So I, I sit down with an idea and just like shoot it and then just cut it together. And like, that's like very fun and easy and like a nice way to just kind of put some dumb shit out there and not really like, and yeah, and feel connected that I'm it's still valuable as a human. Right. <laughs> in yeah. comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just in yeah. That guilt goes so deep. I've actually told people, other comedians that I've ran into in the before times that um, if anyone was keeping attendance for like comedians in terms of them going up, it would be me. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> you should. I mean, I, it's in, I could definitely do it and it would, it wouldn't be fun. Also, there would be a rude awakening for some people that are like, oh, I don't do it every night. I'm like, no, you don't. You claim that you do, but you don't. You know what the ruder awakening would be that there's not a, an extremely direct correlation between doing it every day and becoming successful. Oh yeah. The people, that, that would like, cause, cause right now, like when you're starting out, there's someone who tells you do it every day right. and that person is usually doing well or in some capacity. So then that's right. what you have, right? That's like, cause there's no other structure to it. So then you're like, okay, if I do it every single day mm -hmm. for six years, I'll be good. And right. you know, probably for the most part, that's true, but also not true sometimes. No, I would say that there begins to be an inverse co correlation the further you go. I mean, it also depends on the type of comedy you do. Um, if you're somebody yeah. who has like just set up punch and like you just go by joke, 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 and you don't really like talk to the crowd. Yeah, that probably needs more work than like somebody who tells stories or like riffs or just is more like loosely observational. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I definitely, right. yeah, definitely. am fine with just going up three times a week. And I feel like that's still like a good amount. Right. But you know, I'm like oh, yeah. ten years, ten years in, so. Um, I uh, let let me let's go down the this quick rundown, and we'll get more back onto uh, what's going with you and uh, comedy in general, and and like what you've gone through. Which um, for those who don't know, Ahmed got um, he got coronavirus COVID-19 and he survived thank god thank whoever you believe in um or whatever you don't believe in um I'm really glad I was like when I read that post that you made I was glad that you were like on the other side of it is that fair oh, to say man. yeah um but yeah we'll get that I'm on the other side of it yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it seemed like yeah, you you had gotten it, and then you were on the like back to the road back to recovery when you made that. Uh, oh yeah, totally. Like, yeah, health wise, a hundred percent. It's I, I felt like a guinea pig because I was definitely the only person I really knew who had it, and was also like I had I had it very early, so. I really like went through the whole rigmarole, the doctors not knowing what was going on, right. the testing not right. being very available and not being very like, uh, I don't know, like legitimate. And then the antibodies testing and just misinformation left and right. Nobody knows what's going on. And I'm, and I'm talking about medical professionals. I'm not even talking about like people. I'm right. this is like, I, I went through like the shit storm of nobody knowing what they're talking about who were supposed to know what they were talking about. So <laughs> right. I was just like, I just felt like a guinea pig for that. Right. And um, yeah, that's why I posted about it. Cause I just wanted to be like, Hey, I actually had it. Here's what my experience was, which is not like what they're saying it is for the most right. part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And even now like testing is still like, 
hard to come by and who know like those antibodies tests they're not even like sanctioned by the cdc yet or is that any- yeah, the fda hadn't approved them yet there, there was some rush approval that they got but i don't know how that, i don't know who's doing a rush approval and what that means that's not that doesn't sound good that doesn't yeah that and i mean there's plenty i mean gosh we, we don't i don't want to make this entirely like all about just that but um yeah there's a lot to be discovered still in general yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um have you been listening watching um anything comedy wise that's new that you've been really digging um just like nick nemeroff's uh, album i listened to it this morning and it was yeah. so fucking good i was just like I woke up and just saw it on, on my feed and just like listened to it in bed and like continued listening to it as I was getting ready for, you know, what I was doing today. And right. I was just like, man, it was so fucking good. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. I think Nick is like, for at least for me, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, I mean, you tell me what you think about it, but um, he's such like a silly, like a seriously silly comedian that is like perfect for now like if you want humor that has is just like abjectly kind of absurd and i mean you know who's to say if it is any like like drawn from any of nick's life as like truth in comedy but it's just fun you know yeah dude it's like yeah the jokes it reminds me of listening to uh stephen wright Right. Like where nothing matters. It's, it's all stupid. It's like, <laughs> it goes just into the deep depths of stupidity. And, yeah. but in such a clever way though, I mean, it's all like considered and he has such a deliberate, slow delivery that like, if you read half of those jokes on paper, you wouldn't hear it in his voice and you'd be like, man, what is this? But like Nick just serves it so like in such a way where you have to savor every moment that it's really, really funny. It almost makes you forget that he's a registered uh, pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is that why he fled from Canada? Do you know about that? No. Yeah. It's real. Mm -hmm. You can look it up. There's like a big database and you type in his name and yeah, he has to like tell everyone whenever he moves to a neighborhood and it's like a whole. Right. Yeah. But he's really funny. Uh huh. He doesn't have to do that right now because we can't go anywhere. Yeah, he doesn't have to molest children. Is that what you're saying? Or no, go door to door to tell people. He can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. you're right. Probably yeah. just a nice break from that routine. Yeah. Am I sensing a secret beef here? Uh, no, not at all. No, he's public about that. Oh yeah. Is it, um, huh, I had not heard that, uh, truthfully. Yeah, it's true. But, uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I guess if, uh, if, it, if it wasn't public information, I wouldn't say it, but right. it's out there. Wow. Um, I'll have to, like, look into that. Yeah, you should look that up. Yeah. Um, still a funny album, though. Yeah, despite all that awful, awful stuff that he does to children, it is a, he is very funny, a great comedian. Um, wait, if that's, would he, like, I'm sorry, I'm just, like, going through my head about, like, him immigrating here and, like, would that be allowed? Is he allowed to molest children? No, 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 no. no. If the, he molested children, would he be allowed to like immigrate to the country? Or did that happen after he moved here? Um, I think mostly in Canada was mostly where that was happening. He always says the kids, kids are just hotter in Canada. Uh-huh. I don't really know what it means, but... Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess you can still come. America's just fine with you know certain types of things like that. Right. Yeah. 
Wow. What a country, huh? I know. I know. Keep them out, I say. But, hey, it's nice to have really funny people around. <laughs> oh, man. Um, was that all that going through your head as you were listening to it? Yeah, it's hard to separate the art from the artist to me mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like Woody Allen and, and Louie, like they're, they're so removed that I don't really think about it as much, you know, but someone you know very well with, with a real problem like that. Um, it's hard to really forget that. I mean, I still, I was still cracking up. Don't get me wrong. Like that's how funny it is, but right. Yeah, a big asterisk. Of well, you don't have to, you don't have to tell people that you're that you're into kids. You you don't like, but you you have to tell your neighbors. But if you put right. out a comedy album, you, you definitely don't have to like put a disclaimer on it. Right. Like, don't let your kids listen to it or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, man, that puts the album yeah. in a whole new light. Yeah, we could talk about something else though, because yeah, it's kind of a bummer that he does that. Yeah, I didn't even know, man. Um, yeah. I mean, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, um, I mean, everyone, everyone, <laughs> I, huh? Everyone should know. Yeah, everyone should know. Um, well, I. Have you seen anything else? I mean, what an awkward segue. Okay, as you uh, just heard, um, this was like an earlier recording of the Comedy Bureau Food Report, and Hamid uh, Weinberg just uh, said, we were talking about Nick Nemiroff's album, uh, The Pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life, and how great it was. And then he uh, mentioned um, that Nick was a pedophile, and uh, you know, there has been some interesting discussions following that, and I actually have uh, Ahmed uh, Weinberg back and Nick Nemiroff uh, to discuss this issue further because, uh, you know, we just needed to, uh, I think, clear the air. Jake, uh, thanks for taking my call. As you know, I'm a, a premium Patreon subscriber to the Comedy Bureau, and I, Thank I, you. Get, the, Thank I, I get the podcast you know, a day early, and I listened to this one. I was so excited because I had my, my friend and guy I look up to a lot, Ahmed was on it, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I hope, I hope he talks about my album. And then, you know, he says this fucking stupid bullshit, basically, about fake, I don't like to use the term fake news, but that's exactly what it is. And it's like, makes me feel like I'm a fucking joke mm-hmm. out here in Canada. And like, I don't know, where did you hear that shit? And who told you? And why would you think that that's cool to say? (laughs) Dude, it's funny that you think you can confront me from Canada. Like the least threatening person in the world, in the least threatening place in the world. (laughs) I'm literally feeling nothing right now. Um, Okay. In about a year's time, when it's okay to international travel again, I'm going to come down back to LA. I have yep. to reapply for my visa and stuff. But once I get that visa, which should only take about a year and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to actually pants you in yeah. front of people. And then you're going to become a fucking sex offender who's going to be in a public park or something. Wait, oh, is there actually a, this shit out. Is there a beef here? I asked in the interview yesterday to Ahmed if there was a beef, and he said absolutely not. And now it makes it. There's no like, beef because I don't give a shit. There's no oh, beef. Really? The only beef is the one that he's showing children, his own. Okay, very funny. I don't actually show anybody my penis, let alone a little child or whatever is going through your fucking head. I think that's actually no. disgusting. You Pardon? Don't you don't show anybody your penis ever. No, I only if I if someone is if I'm like you know naked, it's in the pitch black and people can't see anything. Okay, yeah, you have like blackout curtains or like something, like there's no mood. I have a black, no, there's no mood lighting. The mood is that it's dark and it's moon. private. Moon. Ahmed, okay. are you no. trying to make Nick go live the uh, like title of his album? 
I mean, the title of his album should have been Exposing My Penis to Children Has Ruined My Life. Okay. Yeah. I Honestly, yes, I agree. If I did that shit, I, that's what I should have titled my stand-up album. But I didn't do that shit. And what I am focused on is pursuing comedy. And I actually don't give a shit about kids. They don't turn me on at all. I've honestly turned off by kids, to be frank. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's weird. That's weird. That's we're not getting that that's on the weird. We're not yeah, being turned. I mean, you shouldn't feel any which way about it. You shouldn't be like. Uh, they make me so. I don't know. They creep me out. Yeah, interesting. Well, in a boot a year, when you come down, don't worry, buddy. I'll be gone. I won't even be here. Where are you going to be in a year? New York City. Go to jail. New York City's going to be so cheap by then. All the geezers are gone. All the boomers are gone. It'll just be all, it'll just be a it'll be a haven for young cool people who don't like fucking children. Should we make this like an event? Like there's a showdown between you two? Like the a thing we can like charge tickets. I mean, like who knows what a live events will be in a year? But I mean, we got to try something, right? Well, my I mean, the ultimate the ultimate thing that blows my mind when I listen back to that audio, which I have now seventeen times is uh that jake really believed it yeah wait that's a fucking yeah jake where the fuck do you get off believing a bullshit rumor that ahmed started that i'm a fucking pedophile like i know you dude we've talked yeah party we party together dude Mm -hmm. yeah i thought you guys were bros we are are, that's extremely insulting to me i thank you uh so much for that review though by the way i really appreciate it (laughs) You're very, very welcome. It was very, it was a great, great album. I really, really loved it. Yeah, I really did too. I just want to say, besides all yeah, the other, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, it worked hard. I'm so happy with how it turned out, and I can't wait for people to hear. It. Yeah, people should definitely go get "The Pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life" by Nick Nemiroff. It's a very funny album. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I we have partied and we have. Um, I think you're a great guy and you're so funny. I just, the way that Ahmed like just committed to calling you a pedophile, just, right. he would not let up. And I kept asking, like, I thought it was a bit at the beginning and then he just never stopped. Well, yeah. I got a fucking Google alert. Mm-hmm. I get Google alerts when people search my name in different databases and stuff. And I got a yeah. Google alert that said, my name has been searched 13 times on the child pedophile database of the USA and Canada and fucking Australia and fucking China. Those are all the, so actually, those are all the Patreon subscribers who get the early episode. Yeah. Yeah. The comedy bureau reaches China and Australia. What else did you say? USA, Canada, yeah. China, Australia. Yeah, yeah, it reaches all of those countries. And I bet yeah. that was unrelated. I bet people just listened to your album and thought, this guy definitely is a child. Well, okay, that actually makes me feel kind of good because that means it works well internationally and I can tour the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you could do the uh, pedophile yeah. or something. Any, any, after yeah, you guys pedophile have to tour, me and I'm not even going to name other people because I don't want to get fucking sued. Like, I'm going to sue your ass, Ahmed. I'm going to sue your ass for libel. More pedophiles in comedy. What What does it matter? Fabian Gonzalez. Um, okay, made-up name, first off. Okay, that's a, one of your peers. You should probably know him. Um, who else? Dan, Donnell, Dan Donnelly. You got the name Dan right. Donnelly. You can't even remember the name right. Dan, 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 all right. No, I Dan Donnelly is what I call Dana Donnelly and Dan Donahue when they're hanging out, and the two oh. of them mm-hmm. combined are they, they both do that. Yeah, they both do that. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. I've never These are all comedians in Los Angeles. Anyone's listening? People know. People know. I mean, I yeah. guess you know they. LA people... comedy scene is fucking worldwide, dude. Yeah, it is worldwide right now. Hey, I just um, want to say, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess I was, I was kind of laying into it, and um, there was a little bit of like, I feel some, a little bit of resentment towards you. Right. That maybe that maybe was coming out. 
Yeah, why is that? Thank you, man. Um, I just saw my uh, one of my crushes, someone I'm really in love with, follows Nick and likes a lot of his posts. So I, I just really... And Nick's always getting really good spots at uh, Lyric, which is supposedly a bucket uh, lottery. And it, it is a bucket. I get lucky. Yeah, I, I just don't believe that that's true. I think a lot of he gets a lot of like favoritism, preferential treatment, both that at the open mics and sexually. So. So you wanted to well, call final, me. finally some fucking truth on the Comedy Bureau podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a you're a subscriber, so I would imagine that you like the podcast. I do like the podcast, but I think it's, the last one was so filled with bullshit that it pissed me off. I don't mean to talk shit about all the rest of the podcast; the other ones are wonderful. But this one with Ahmed really fucking. I just want to get this clear, Ahmed. So you, because a a crush of yours is more into. Nick. I have a fucking theory that Ahmed's not even his real name, but let's go on. No, no, no. Let's get into that. I'm sure you... No, that's not. I regret saying that. (laughs) You should. (laughs) You have to be apologizing now? That's anti-Muslimism, dude. That's what you have. You're anti-Muslim. I'm not. Muslims actually turn me on, so I'm not anti-Muslim. Ew, dude. You are sicker than I thought. Going to the mosque and going directly to the playground, I bet. Disgust. No. What did, wait, that doesn't, no. Going from the mosque to the playground, I mean, that, what, the playground are you still at on the that? No, no, no. I'm talking about the playground at the mosque where the kids are playing. That's where Nick goes because mm-hmm. he loves, that's what he likes. All right, sexually. well, l- let me get this straight though. Because you, a crush of yours is more into Nick and you, right. uh, he gets like supposedly preferable spots of the lyric if you're an open mic you want to come up with a file 4, 4 p.m tuesdays and wednesdays yep yeah mk paulson mm-hmm. great andrew andrew johnson as well yep yeah Bear back pullers, when, i'm sure all pull. of that will be back soon enough uh you we'll, got one item you know yeah i usually but, get a, either kombucha or a coffee or something that was your deal breaker, though, Ahmed. Is it just because of those things you you really had it out for Nick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just those, just those things. I mean, that's most of my world. It's just open mics and having a crush here and there. So he really, he really just came into my world and tore it apart. Mm-hmm. That makes me so sad, dude. He thinks he's king shit. He thinks his album's so good. I don't even have an album. I've been doing comedy. But it is good, though. Yeah, it is good. I know. It's like, yeah. Thank you maybe... guys so much again. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's an incredible album, and I listened to it, and I laughed, and I was full of anger while I laughed. Right. I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Tom told me right after he listened it. to the album, and he said he loved it so much. Yeah. But I really just thought did. that was awesome. I mean, When yeah. it came out, it was the first thing he did that day. He, like, listened to it in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was not touching myself. I know you're about to say that. I wasn't. That's a stupid joke. You're probably touching yourself right now. You're touching your face. I can see that. That's illegal. That's why you probably you, it's probably why you got COVID. Can't stop touching your own face. Fucking narcissist. <laughs> Dude, you're going I to get jail. so mad. As soon as you get back to the states, I'm sending you right to jail. You little fucking pedophile. Can't Just... go to jail for something that doesn't exist, dude. That's called you're, false sentencing, okay? Your mustache. My dad, my dad is a lawyer. You have the opposite of a Hitler mustache somehow. It's like where his would yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thank God I have the opposite of a Hitler mustache, dude. Right, that's a good point. That's a good thing to have. Fucking Jewish. Yeah, I, okay. So, so basically, all right, so... We got to go move on, but basically in a year's time, you guys are going to fight and that'll be, that'll be it because you falsely, you were jealous and you called him a pedophile and uh, then uh, you'll fight later. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll fight you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, As long as we, we can like do it as a live stream for charity, I think it'll be for the best. Yeah, a lot of people want to see that fight. So yeah, I'm sure. I mean, don't you think that's gonna be what 
people want to watch in months and months down the road is just people who don't normally fight fighting on a live stream. We're raising money for the forest fires. Yep. Like preemptively. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no forest fires right now. That's very, very considerate. Very considerate. Speaking of televised charities, uh, I want to mention this. Uh, you know that Parks and Recreation is doing a reunion um, where they're going to see what Leslie Nope would do in the event of a, like the COVID-19 pandemic, and they're going to raise money for Feeding America. Um, were you guys fans of Parks and Rec? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I've seen a few of them. They're really funny. I did, just a few of I've them? Seen, I've seen every episode, and I think it's amazing. I've only seen a few, but that's all I need to know. That it's incredible. It's fucking incredible. Do you, I, I actually, just from, now that I think about it, I've only seen one, and I, I knew it was amazing. I only saw the intro, but I knew it was great. I just watched the intro. You really love that intro song? I've only seen billboards, but I just from that, I know that it's the best show that's ever made. I have a, a friend who looks like Amy Poehler, and I'm like, unbelievable. I just think it's so cool. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why this all happened, and this is why you're here, is because you can't just what? let... You have to be better than me at everything. You don't think I have a friend who looks like Amy Poehler? She's a, sort of a... She looks like a lot of people. Yeah, okay, great. So anything we talk about, I'm sure your friend looks like that person. You're going to bring her up again later. Yeah, sure. well, I have a lot of friends, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, to fucking, I get to travel and fucking meet people, and people like talking to me. I don't have to wear a fucking mask in my house. <laughs> I'm just wearing a mask right now, just so people know. All right, well, are you guys going to watch the special? It should be good. I just want yeah. to... Yeah, uh, I'm excited, actually. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's a, a Thursday night this week uh, on NBC. Um, I, we got to this on the, like, the last attempt of this episode, but I want to do a better job of it. Um, uh, Ahmed, you had COVID-19 uh, relatively a long time ago, but what is even time? Can you share your experience uh, with doing that and how you're feeling, like how you're feeling now and um, perhaps how you're going to And don't make a joke it. about how I wish it was like COVID-12 or some shit like that. Oh yeah? Um, yeah, I won't. Thank you. Yeah, that's really low hanging fruit. So I would never. Um, no, I had awful poopy diarrhea, like bad shit, <laughs> like watery shit flying out of I'm about to fucking puke all over my fucking precious dinner table right now, okay, dude? Talking about poopy diarrhea. I had poopy shit water coming flying out of my asshole at seven, like 700 miles per hour. This guy wonders why fucking girls don't like him, okay? Wait, is that a CDC symptom now? Is the 700 miles an hour diarrhea? Yeah, but it's called poopy shit water. It's different. It's classified different. Oh, what is that in, in how many kilometers is that how many, 700 miles per hour yeah i just you, need to I, know for oh for, for your brain yeah i don't know i would never care to to learn that sort of conversion okay i guess it's slow i'm just gonna assume it's slow um it's pretty fast and then uh yeah and then after that you just kind of start feeling Oh, it was like a fever, just a really bad fever, high temperature, um, a lot of coughing, a lot of phlegm, just kind of, it made me feel awful, just like as if I had a crush on Nick or something like that, like that's mm -hmm. kind of how I felt. Wait, why would you feel awful about having a crush on Nick? Yeah, what's so fucking funny about that? You think it's funny for a guy to have a crush on me or something? 
I just think if you, if I had, if someone had a crush on you, that that the guilt associated with that would be very similar to the COVID. Um, so you're saying right now there are thousands of people across America who are possibly dying because they have a fucking crush on me. That's what you're fucking saying. You're saying I have to stay at home with my parents because I'm scared that they might get a crush on me if they go outside. Yeah, yeah, and if and you especially stay away from the elderly who all think you're really cute and they want to rub your cheeks. Well, I actually am attracted to really old people, so that's great for me. I want to rub their cheeks. I can't right now, but yeah. I will. Is yeah, that taking fine. a toll on you, Nick, that you can't rub, you know, like, have the elderly rub your cheeks? Yeah, that's why, probably why I'm so on edge right now and so mad. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not usually like this. Even when people say slanderous things about me, I usually, like, water off a duck's back. I don't give a shit, yeah. but... Do you, do you think you're going through a tougher time right now uh, than Ahmed went through when he was having COVID-19? I think I have it the worst out of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? More than people who had died? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, at my parents' house in their basement and just like annoying, like they ask me to do stuff sometimes and I can't, you know, I can't jerk off as much as I want to. Mm -hmm. I can't fucking party as much as I want to. I can't go outside like as much as I want to. Yeah. That sounds like, yeah, that does sound worse than diarrhea. (laughs) Or, yeah. oh, I mean, I have diarrhea too. But. Oh, you had diarrhea too. Yeah. But like, just normal non-COVID-19 diarrhea. Yeah. It's about like mm-hmm. 1,500 kilometers comes out of my ass. Mm. Wow. You just knew that offhand because you care? How many miles per well, hour? I have, I, have a, I have a speedometer in my bathroom. <laughs> uh, I don't know the fucking miles in my Albert Einstein over here. Well, I mean, I'm sorry that you're going through that and that uh, Ahmed went through all that terrible, um, the terrible experience having COVID and not having access to testing, right? Right, yeah, that was the kind of the hardest part was that I, my doctors didn't think I had it and um, and I was just stuck in bed, just miserable, um, going through hell by myself, you know, and just really hurts my feelings that Nick thinks so what he's going through is worse than that somehow. Just right. in his parents' face. Do you but. think it's do you think it's at all similar it's annoying. to like, it's Nick, kind like, of cold down here? It's kind of cold. Yeah. My, my fever was at 103 degrees. That's really high. Yeah. And then because it was But what is that? What is that in no, Celsius? that Fahrenheit is actually what I know. Never mind. That sounds high. That is high. You should have said Kelvin, but all right. Um yeah, do you think that isolated feeling is at all similar to Nick hearing we know the last episode and having to deal with having a friend and an admirer and a contemporary calling him pedophile when that's not true? Um, I doubt it was anything close to what I went through. I'm sure, you know, if you're if you've had a very sheltered life and you're just kind of like a a loser, then maybe yeah, it would hurt your feelings. But um, for me, for me <laughs> it didn't hurt my feelings. It made me feel anger and wanted me make me shout at my computer. It didn't hurt my feelings. I don't care about your opinion. A lion doesn't care about the opinion of sheep, of sheeple. Oh. Let's just say that. Oh, man, you guys are really going to fight. Somebody doesn't say a line like that unless they're really going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. You're a paper tiger. You're not a lion. I'll tell you that much. One one spray from my ass of my diarrhea, and you're flying. You're gonna fly against the wall, and you're gonna get stuck there. Wait. So you're gonna I'm get. Not, you're gonna try to induce yourself to have diarrhea again. I'm gonna get. Never... When COVID comes back, I'm gonna make sure I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Nick's. Well, I know where he lives because I've been there. I dropped him off. I did a really nice thing one time, and I that dropped. She was nice. Thank you. And I'm gonna go there where he lived, and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna spray his fucking ass with my ass. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get COVID too then. And I'm I, now that you told me your plan, I'm gonna actually anticipate that and mm-hmm. reverse it on you, and I'm gonna spray you with my ass as soon as I see you pulling down your pants and showing me your asshole. Got it. So we're just gonna spray each other's 
asses <laughs> both comically fly apart. <laughs> exactly. You mean like like a like a cartoon? You you be propelled by the force of the spray so much. It'll push us away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jake, is this what you is this what you pictured when you <laughs> have Nick on to clear things up? You know, I know you asked that slightly in jest, but yeah, kind of. I'm I'm okay. enjoying. This. Yeah, we're getting a lot done. Um, yeah. I um. I'm just excited. About What's that? Do you have any other things like Parks and Rec or anything else like that? Oh, I mean, sure. I wanted to mention that Middle Edition Schwartz is a, a, a really, really great step into watching long form improv at its best. And those are three hours on Netflix that everybody can watch. Um, Jamel Johnson just uh, recorded and released a special that I was made during this time and there's no audience. And he just rants on a microphone while standing. Uh, Sounds like an Ahmed Weinberg show. Oh, yeah? Mm. No audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, well, how would you know? You Were you in the audience, Nick? Like, was there an audience of one, and then you just ex discounted yourself? Yeah, kind of an I interesting just, joke for a guy who's not following me on tour, going to all my empty shows and making sure they're empty. Well, I hear, you know, you hear through the grapevine, like, oh, Hamid had to cancel a show here. Hamid had to cancel a show here. He went on tour and came back and was really sad. Hamid's depressed. Hamid's saying he has COVID, but people don't really know if that's real or it's a cry for attention. Like, a lot of people talk. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, I never cancel. If nobody shows up, I definitely just continue. I, I keep trucking, man. I go, I do the whole set. I do my whole... 20 minutes that I do for my headlining set. Well, actually, because I have so much respect for comedy, I do, I can't help but respect that. But I still think it's lame that, you know, you lied about having COVID. I didn't lie. So, no. I have a piece of paper that says I had it. So, well, That's I have probably... a piece of paper that says I'm not a fucking pedophile. So, I guess we're all. Not, do, you, do you have that? I lost it, but I, I swear to fucking God I had one. Okay. I swear they had, they give it to you in Canada. And the only way that you can take it away is, you know, and you know how I'm not going to say, it, but yeah. Do they like, how do they, how do they test that you're not a pedophile? Do they show you pictures and see if you're, if, see if you get hard? Mm -hmm. That's how they do it? Yeah. How do they test women? See if you get wet. Like a, what? Like just a pH test? Like a piece of... <laughs> There's a certain amount of acidity that a pedophile has that <laughs> other people don't have. Got it. Yeah. Um, hey, we got to wrap up. So... What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. We're getting about that time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Check what out Park and Rack, everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, do you uh, you want to plug anything outside of uh, Nick's like really great album, uh, The Pursuit of Comedy is where my life it is really funny. You guys should listen to it wherever you listen to comedy albums. Um, where I mean, do you have a like where where can people find you online, Nick? You can find me online at Nick Nemiroff and uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. And I want to give a shout out to Ahmed. He's been making some very funny videos on Instagram and they fucking piss me off. But again, I respect comedy so much. I got to give it up when I see some funny shit. Thanks, man. Ahmed, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you online? Um, you can find me at Ahmed Weinberg, um, just my name. So it's always, it's always just type in Ahmed Weinberg and you'll find me. And um, I want to plug the pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life, a uh, comedy album by Nick Nemiroff, which is really great, even though I fucking hate him. Thank you, man. I like his comedy. And The Pursuit of Happiness is another thing I recommend. It's a 2006 uh, biographical drama um, starring Will Smith. Yeah. As Chris Gardner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
thanks. Thank you for, <laughs> it's not even a comedy, but we'll take whatever recommendations we can get. Um, I'm Jay Kroger. Uh, I'm the creator of the Comedy Bureau. You can follow me, you can follow the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau across platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, MFJ Kroger and on Instagram at Not the Supermarket. You can support the Comedy Bureau at GoFundMe, Patreon, and Venmo. The handle is at Jay Kroger, uh, my name. Please support it because uh, the Comedy Bureau definitely uh, is hit hard like the rest of comedy. And uh, I would love it if we could keep going so we can keep comedy going. Um, and that has been this episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Reports. Um, as I always like to say, comedy is still happening. And as the great Bernie Stevens would say, enjoy it. <laughs>